0: Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with your daily VRA investing update. Hope you're all having a good day so far today. We're just back in the office from a long July 4th weekend. Good getting away for a few days. I can promise you that. I hope you all had a good 4th as well. Did notice, as I'm sure you did as well, wherever you were, things were slower. Uh, we were down in Galveston, and uh, I can tell you that there were no boats on the water. It was very slow. The beaches were pretty packed, uh, but I've heard from Uh, uh, subscribers, clients of ours, readers of ours all over the country that have said that, yeah, it was slower they were, too. Granted, gas prices at all-time highs certainly impacts that, uh, but that's also the sign of a recession. And uh, we have to hope, and I'm going to cover this more in a moment, that Jay Powell is really paying attention to what's going on here because this economy is slowing down radically, and it has been for some time. As you may have seen, the uh, Atlanta Fed... Uh, came out with a new GDP. Now estimates has a second quarter GDP at negative 2%. We are minus uh, growth in the first quarter as well. So by that metric, if the second quarter comes in negative, that is that meets one of the definitions of, a, of an actual official recession. There are others as well, technically, uh, on the merits anyway. That's what that one indicates. But uh, most economists we follow and trust, that I follow and trust, uh, do not believe... That we are in a recession, and or that we will enter one this year, but I also think that they would agree if j Powell keeps tightening, and if they don't uh, start to stop this jawboning uh, about how high they're going to take rates, uh, they're going to—they're talking us into recession. That's happening. So I'll cover that more in just a moment. First of all, you know, uh, right now, uh, boy, yesterday, what yesterday, what a rally! I mean, we are on the road, but boom, down 700 at the open. Massive reversal takes place. NASDAQ rallies from minus two, over 200 to, to, to plus 170 at the close. A big 400 point swing there. All the indexes down 2%. Everything but the Dow Jones finishes positive. That had the feel because, again, the fear, the fear element is really kicking into this market now. Everybody's bearish. Everyone's getting very concerned, rightfully so. Yesterday had the feel of a capitulation kind of day with that reversal coming out of nowhere, right? A great second half trading of the day. That's what we want to see today. Right now, the Dow Jones is down 130, NASDAQ down just 29. Uh, We want to see a strong close to the day. I think that could make some shorts nervous. We certainly have the data on our side. We've covered it here with you often. I'm going to give you some more of that in just a moment. When you have a first half that's this horrible or back-to-back quarters that are this horrible, you, you tend to have a fantastic next six months, even 12 months. Something like a bull market inside of a bear market, which is very possible. We are in the best two weeks of the year. This is the seasonally speaking best two weeks of the year. So that would bode well for a good close today as well, which we need. And we need the internals to improve. Uh, I just checked here a second ago, uh, NYSE down volume is 86%. Uh, that is uh, that's ugly. It's, it's it's really interesting that we're not down further than we are now. Of course, yesterday we saw oil give up the ghost one by one. All these inflation metrics, right? Oil down nine percent yesterday. But look at what's happened to all the commodity space. All these commodities, agricultural, etc., base metals, all doctor copper, right? All of these are being hit and hit hard, indicating that the economy is radically slowing in the U.S. and globally. Again Jay Powell, are you paying attention? that that that's a very good question for Mr. Powell uh, because he has not been acting like he's paying attention whatsoever from transitory inflation to the four he's already made four major policy mistakes in six years. This will be number five that he's making right now if he keeps hiking hiking us into a recession in an economy that will come be very tough to come back from because Joe Biden is still president. That's our biggest concern. Joe Biden being president. Got to remember, Jay Powell, if he reads his history, he's going to remember what happened from 2004 to 2006. I remember it pretty well. I've written a couple of books, or so I've, I've covered it extensively. From 2004 to 2006, the Federal Reserve, matter of fact, written three books. Our, our third one's about to be out here. Um, Jay Powell from 2004 to 2006, hi, excuse me, the, 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 the Fed chair then, Alan Greenspan, hiked rates 17 straight times from 2004, 2006, pushing the housing market into, which was already over leveraged, pushing into, a, as we all remember, the, the, big, the great financial crisis, right? Um, that happened. 17 straight rate hikes are the reason, for those that may have forgotten, I have not. That took down the housing market, which took down the economy, crashed the financial system. If Jay, if Jay Powell keeps hiking rates here with what we all see in front of us, again, his concern was inflation. All of these commodities are being slashed in price, right? Atlanta Fed estimate from negative GDP growth. He has to see these things. If he doesn't see it, that means what we're seeing is probably another intentional round of destruction. Unfortunately, we've seen a whole lot of that, haven't we? From the... Uh, Uh, beginning of uh, coronavirus insanity, all we've seen have been things that don't make sense, right? Things like the World Economic Forum wants to push to to crash the system, make everybody dependent on the government so they can implement, essentially, their form of global communism, okay? Uh, uh, Run by the elites and then we pay the price for it. If JPAL keeps hiking, I believe that's what we're seeing here, intentional destruction. And that does mean much lower prices. It means we have a lot of trouble ahead of us. Look, I'm an optimist. I don't want to think that, but again, we're gonna follow. We're gonna we're gonna go where the uh, where the facts take us. And if j Powell keeps keeps hiking, I believe that's a fact we we're gonna to have to consider. Having said that, and I'll end on this note, the data that supports a massive, really a massive move higher from here is extensive. Uh, I, I'm gonna cover a few of these things with you right now. More stocks are trading uh, at a level beneath their cash and short-term instruments on the books than ever before. It's 12% of companies are trading below cash and short-term cash liquid liquid assets on the books. That's We've never come close to that level before. Uh, that's a sign of being extremely, extremely oversold. And in the past, that's indicated a sharp rally is due ahead. Um, also... The, when you have the percentage of bears that we've seen in the AAI Investor Sentiment Survey, and really this crosses a lot of surveys show this, the level of bears now is at the second highest in history. The only time it was higher uh, was at the very bottom, March 2009, of the financial crisis lows. And we're there now. We're, 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 we're the, again, second highest level now. And that happened before. That marked the bottom of that bear market. Also, another big signal. Money managers have the the the, the fewest of uh, the lesser ma- less amount, the smallest amount of exposure to equities on record. It's a record low. So when everybody's already sold, who is left to sell? How does the market How does the market go down? As a contrarian again? These are the kind of things you look look your chops at and you say we've got to be buyers here. I'll give you two more. As we've already covered here often with you. For the first half of the year, the S P 500 was down right at 21%. That's the worst half to any year since 1970. In previous years where this has happened, losses of more than 15%, the next six months, it goes back to 1932. The next six months, the markets were higher 100% of the time with an average return of 23.7%. This one's even better. Going back to 1962, when the previous two quarters the S P and p 500 down 15% uh, average per quarter, or excuse me, total per quarter. Again, we just had 21%. The next six months were higher 100% of the time, seven for seven, with an average gain of, of 17%. Over the next year, the S P and 500 was up 100% of the time as well with an average gain of 29.6%. So the data, the historical data, right, the analytics tell you, that this is a market that should do really well in the second half of the year. We know the problems in front of us. It's a it's a massive wall of worry, and uh, we will have to see how this plays out, of course. Uh, but we want to see the internals improve. We want to see a very good smart money hour today. Last couple of days of last couple of hours of trading, as we saw with yesterday, and maybe we can start you know getting something cooking here for a significant bear market rally because we're due for that something that really makes a short squeeze, uh, this is a setup for that. This is almost a perfect setup for that. That's what we're going to root for uh, beginning this afternoon, throughout the rest of uh, July. And uh, maybe a rally that could even carry us through the summer months and uh, make people start to question whether or not we're still in the bear market. That's the kind of rally we're looking for. All right, folks, always appreciate you watching. We'll see you back at the close today for our VRA Investing Podcast and back here again tomorrow morning about the same time. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.